Today is a very special episode. We're going to learn that a zombie group of mergers killed my mother. <laughs> and that is why. And that is my origin story. <laughs> please, please have some sympathy for me. But my whole family was killed by a wild flock of testosterone. My my family was killed <laughs> by by a by a lighter. I don't know why, but that's why I have to smoke. I must deplete every lighter. It is my it is my goal to destroy every lighter. One just by a one. Super kind sativa to just shove my fingers <laughs> over the cliff and now I have to smoke every week. A dank a dank leaf of weed killed my mom and I must take revenge by burning them all. <laughs> Not just the weed men, but the weed women and the weed children as well. I slaughtered I them. <laughs> I smoked it like cannabis. <laughs> so anyway, so very, so very recently, a a a clip of the new Cruella movie is making the rounds on social media, and it is a uh, Cruella's origin story, which this character did not need. This character didn't need a sympathetic origin story. Like I get it that it works. It works with um, it works with Maleficent, Maleficent because like you already had you know an un unreliable narrator kind of like vibe. And here's this, like here's this the, the other side of the story, not the history is written by the victor's story, right? I'm okay with that. Like it's kind of like a um, like. As close that Disney will ever get to like producing their own rape revenge film. Like it's pretty pretty much there when you have that rape allegory, like an imagery kind of in there. But Cruella Deville. Cruel Devil didn't need a I mean to the Dalmatians because the Dalmatians killed my mother. Like, you didn't need that. And also, don't worry, she's not mean to all dogs. She has a couple of her own. Just guys, not an animal abuser. Guys, okay? Not. Just hates Dalmatians but, specifically. But the Dalmatians specifically, I'm, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at a loss. Like, what did you guys feel seeing this clip? I mean, I I died laughing. Like that's that's the most ridiculous thing we've ever seen. I, I I'm right there with you. I'm like, yeah, okay. They they tried this once before, and they kind of accidentally struck gold with you know Maleficent. But that's Angelina Jolie just like giving that character a hundred percent, despite it not being anything overly substance to try and put in there. Like. It just kind of worked, kind of worked because of circumstances. It's not that you can just take any villain and just explain them and it'll be fine. 
Like, I don't want to see Gaston eating a small portion of eggs. I don't. I don't need that. You know, we don't see. Need, we don't need. We need to see where people came from. We are fine with where they are at. Like, th- there are some interesting villains still left in the Disney world where you could have done. I mean, the fact that Cruella Deville is getting a, a standalone movie before Ursula is is homophobic. Just putting that out there. What? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's so dumb. I just can't think of. I get. I I just don't understand. Oh, you know. My my mom died because of Dalmatian pushed her off the cliff. Like, do you think they're serious? Yes. I mean, I, like you think you think they earnestly believe? Like, yep, that's the answer. That's how we make this movie. A Dalmatian just viciously throws her off her well, mom off the cliff. Well, because if someone were to tell me, like, hey, uh, make up a reason for why uh, Carol Deville's a uh, a bitch, I that's not the route that I would have gone. But I could see it being pitched at the meeting. Yeah, but nobody never told that person. That's kind of dumb. Like I see, I don't I see that see, at the pitch. I don't see a like an anything less than rated R version of a pitch in which you could do a Cruella origin story. It'd be interesting. Like because that that's that's the Disneyfied version of a horrible thing that could make her associate awful stuff with spots. Like PTSD, it's kind of a weird. Yeah, like there's all sorts of really awful stories you could tell that would never pass muster with Disney, and instead they're like, "Trauma's fine. We roll with this. It's 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 not good." It, it it makes me it makes me question the the writers' room, where you already have a live action, one hundred and one Dalmatians. With with Glenn Close and a sequel, they did well enough. Like you don't you don't need to make that character sympathetic, specifically that character, because the point is that this still this is still a character who wants to take these dogs, which people at least in Western uh, cultures for the most part don't really do bad things to and this person wants to take these dogs and skin them for coats like that's it yeah like like hurting dogs hurting any kind of animal is coded as being evil in movies that's like an easy way to show how aligned somebody is as far as their you know their their on a karma level. There's a there's an a, animal you're good. If you hurt an animal, you're bad. Yeah, there's a there's and, a, a trope called kick the dog. Yeah, and save the cat, the inverse. Mm-hmm. Save the cat. Um, and, and those are really well established and you can use them really effectively. And I mean, what else are you supposed to do with this? Like the entire character is based off of the trope of hurting an animal to show they're bad. That's the whole concept. So where do you go with that? Where do you go like, from there? The only, thing, the only thing they came up with was let's just make the Dalmatians bad. No, the Dalmatians are evil. I got it. 
I, I saw one meme that was the the Mad Men meme where he's got the the easel up and he's trying to explain like the board like a bad idea. Uh-huh. It's just it's just Dalmatians killed her mom. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay, that's that's the kind of shit idea you'd have to try and like really sell in a meeting. I just I'm I'm you'd have to you'd have to convince me that there wasn't a better way to to do it because like you already have this weird depiction in the cartoon right where apparently um that other person went to school with cruella and cruella looks like 50 years older like you already have this this person is evil ages badly and is and is, is crazy right that was the point like that the hatred and all the chain smoking aged her like you can the voice was chosen to be raspy i've been chain smoking my entire life from the moment i wake up to when i go to bed like that's that voice that's what that voice is and then you're like okay guys but dalmatians actually killed her mom so like maybe she has a point like really is that the is that the relatable point i'm so confused at what point am i supposed to be rooting for this character or am I not? Like I can't tell. Like I, I don't know. That clip just made it just so confusing as an origin. And I hope that everyone gets to see it. Oh, it's such a good clip. Just that clip. Fuck the movie. Who cares? They, yeah, ma- they the made the movie will not be good. It's like, it's like it's the uh uh get these motherfuckers thank off this motherfucking plane moment for Cruella. Like you watch it for that moment, and it's gonna come from the beginning of the movie. Like perfect. Like ah, amazing. Oh yeah, it's so stupid. But something else that came out recently, something we all actually did get to watch is Army of the Dead. And Army of the Dead is a movie. It is indeed a movie. I agree. It is a film. And it, it made, there were some choices made. That I agree with that too. Choices were made, clearly. I gotta know uh, what y'all's thoughts on the movie actually were, though. But, Bob, do you wanna go first? Uh, I'll say this I was entertained, but I don't know. How, how much can I just talk about it? Just. Well, go on. No, go, go. If you want to go, go. Uh, I think, I think like maybe everybody in this movie is stupid. Okay. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Like everybody. I, I who, who, what's the name of this girl? Hold on. I have notes. Uh, uh Kate. Kate, there you go. Yeah, she got everybody killed. <laughs> or at least everybody at least everybody who was remaining killed. Everybody who wasn't already killed at that point. Uh I don't know. So are you saying this is one of Zack Snyder's most sexist movies of all time? Got it. I see. What a what a very controversial um statement to make there, Fod. Kate is the daughter. It's the daughter. Uh, 
Martin, so what do you, what do you think? Where, where, you, where, are you, where, are you sit, where are you sitting on not just this movie, I guess, but like an overall within the Zack Snyder canon? Where are you, where are you, where are you sitting in the oeuvre of, of Zack Snyder? Where do you find it? Where do you find it? It sits. It is no Dawn of the Dead. Um, and that's kind of saying, I don't think Dawn of the Dead is particularly great, but I do think it's a better film as a big picture than this was. Um, as far as it was enjoyable, I, I had fun watching it. Um, I was very high, so that may have helped. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I thought the first, like, act was really good. And I thought there were pieces from the rest of it that was good, but it just kind of fell apart the longer things went on. The The thing that I always seem to notice with Zack Snyder movies is that there are things in there that I find way more interesting that we don't ever see. There are these illusions, there's this, you know, framework that's kind of being set up throughout the film, and you're like, okay, well, we're going to see this come up later. And it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's baffling. You know, the, the easiest version, or the easiest example I can give is the uh, zombies at the very beginning when they first get into the zombie quarantine zone they talk about how when it rains they come back to life and you're like that's cool like that's some shit i've only ever seen like in world war z the novel you know considering like environmental factors and how these things would last over the course of years that's super cool never saw it Just never saw it it was not there i'm gonna admit i missed that part yeah, oh, I, I, actually, I, I think was, I remember something about that because there was just like a I'm line excited. of skeletons. Yeah, as soon as they get in there, you see all these zombie bodies that are super dried out, and they're like, "Damn!" And the the coyote lady is like, "Oh yeah, but when it rains, they come right back up." And you're like, "All right, so we're gonna see a monsoon before this thing is over." No, because no. I mean, it's one of those things where like it's the desert, so when it rains, it fucking pours. So it would be one of those things that would be an interesting concept. But I mean, that's that's fucking be. that's fucking Snyder in a nutshell, all set up and no payoff. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> um, I, I really I liked, you know, things that could have come from it, but none of them did. So it, it kind of felt flat. Um, in, in other ways, too, it's it's the typical Snyder stuff where we see stuff included from the real world, but with no message. It's just there. Okay, so that's what that's what I wanted to talk about specifically because I I like the movie just fine, but like I like that movie on the surface, and there's nothing beyond it, nothing deeper, for me to give a shit about the movie. On like because because Zack Snyder thinks he's saying something, but doesn't know how like he doesn't know the messaging of what it is he's trying to say. Cause like as we talked about when we talked about this Dawn of the Dead movie, like every zombie movie, uh, for the most part, has a message behind it, has a political statement that it's trying to say. Even if you don't understand that it's a political statement, it is a political statement because all because politics is life. That's how it is. It is what it is. Like again, the like uh whether it's the futility of the struggle, whether it's the consumerism angle, whether it's uh, the failure of the world governments, depending on like which movie you're watching, right? There is this underlying message behind it that like you're on your own when shit actually goes badly. Right. And 
this movie was like, we're going to do a heist movie. We're going to drop all that shit and do a heist movie. And I'm like, oh, cool. A heist movie with zombies. I love the concept. I'm in. Yes. And the heist movie is a Vegas heist movie. Oh, Ocean's Eleven with zombies. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. And it just doesn't live up to that because it's not as it's not as smart and clever there's there's okay there's there's some clever moments and it was one of the it was one of the things i was like ah cool there's a clever moment hopefully it keeps going and it doesn't it's whenever the, uh uh the initial offer was like i had to do like 200 million dollars like pay whoever the fuck you want whatever the fuck you want i don't give a fuck that's just your cut and they were, he was like okay so like some people were like you're gonna get 15 million then you go, go to the other guy it's like you want 50,000? Like, it was just like real fucking low ball, nothing numbers. <laughs> and I was like, Elle El mentioned that at one point. And I'm like, but like, you're going to pay the helicopter pilot more than you're going to pay the safe driver. Like, you just are. Like, that's what's Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought that like the whole, like, somebody would like, oh, I'm only getting like 500,000. And they're like, well, I'm getting like 15 million. I thought that like movie? that was going to be like a. Like a conflict, a some conflict, gonna, yeah, like a conflict. Mm. The, the like, you I guess, guys are getting paid thing, like that's from some mm. other movie. Uh, um, but yeah, that 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 was another thing that was set up that didn't happen, didn't happen at all. Oh, like uh, that meme, you remember that meme? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like I'm only making I'm only making a hundred thousand. Like what? I'm only making fifty thousand. You guys are getting paid? <laughs> like, that, that. Yeah, I, um, I, I thought we were gonna get something like that, but never happened my, so i think my favorite part of the movie though uh, outside of the the opening sequence which i'll talk about in a second but after <sighs> the opening sequence i do love the introduction of people like i just love that movies anyway I, I love the storytelling that comes with introducing your characters and i thought most of them were you know pretty okay but i thought take notaros was fucking brilliant uh, it's my favorite scene in the whole movie. You mean the hiring of the people scene? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that... so they go up to Tig and they're like, hey, so we need you to do something for us. And she's like, what does it pay? They go, $2 million for a day's work. She goes, yep, I'm in. Like, you know. That's like, it. No, it's Nope. Don't care. I'm in. I don't care. I'm, I'm assuming. Like, uh, no, I like it. it was like. Yeah, I, I she's assume... like. I assume it has to do with me flying a fucking helicopter. Like, sure, I'm in. Like, that's why you come to me, the helicopter pilot. Hello. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was brilliant. Uh, that's the kind of satire of a zombie thing that I might want to see more of. Like, you know, playing with the tropes just a little bit, maybe. But that's really more of a high trope. But still. Yeah, it's definitely a high trope. But like, I'm I'm fine with it. Like again, you're blending the genre. Like I need more of each genre to happen, than yeah. So so uh, that that kind of segues into my next point. What genre is this? It's supposed to be a heist zombie movie. Okay, but, so is it a zombie movie or a heist movie? It's a heist movie first, then zombies, because the okay. whole plan is obviously revolved around get to the safe and get out. It's about that. That is a plot. That's what drives everything. The zombie okay. thing is what's dressed around it to me personally. Okay. So taking that as a granted, we're looking at this as a, as a heist movie. This is not a heist movie. It's not. It's, it's missing basic components of a heist movie. A heist movie is supposed to be where you build a team of people that are all integral to the plot. Like they, they have to be there to do their part of the job or else it doesn't go at all. Like it falls apart. 
and they spent time preparing. They got everything worked out, you know, T's crossed, I's dotted. And then as soon as they get like two steps in, it all just falls off the park. Like it, it just goes off the fucking rails and they have to adapt. That's a heist movie. That didn't happen in this movie. There was none of that. For the most part, for the most part, everything went according to plan, except for that one girl dying early on, because that one guy was a dick. did not need to happen. They are 30 feet from her when that's happening. They all have guns. What the fuck are we doing, guys? It's like, oh, damn. Uh, Well, shit. All right. Like, All right, just run. <laughs> no, my favorite my favorite thing is they were like, where is she? Where is she? And then like she busts out of the wall and she's like, ah, and they're like, oh, God. And none of them even move to like go help. They don't start shooting. They, they, they're just like, oh, no. Oh, no, girl. What happening? And then like then she gets bit and then it's like, oh, no, she got bit. Now we can't do anything. <laughs> now we just have to blow her up in some sort of sacrifice. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like moving on. And like, there's no impact on like the fact that she died at all. <laughs> it's so weird. It's but, so okay, weird. So that, so that brings me to the next point is, is this a zombie movie? Because it hits some of those notes, but doesn't really have some of the important things, the underlying, you know, society element. It uh, wants to be a zombie movie. It How's does. That? It plays more like a zombie movie than a heist movie because you have everybody dying. It plays just kind of like Dawn of the Dead did, where it's just a big group that keeps getting smaller. Uh, and that, that's very zombie-esque. Like, that, that kind of works. But it's not a heist movie. There, there is no heist element. It, it doesn't go wrong. If you have a heist movie where nothing goes wrong getting in the safe, there can't be anything in the safe. It just can't be like, right. No, right. But it's one of those things where like the zombie element of it is like, you can tell Zach wants to continue to build upon what he did in Dawn of the dead. Right. Like there is a, there's, he has an idea like, okay, we made the zombies faster. Okay. This and that. So we want to continue that from, from what I did before, but now it's like, Guys, now they're smart zombies. All right, and it's yeah, like okay, an okay. Zombie, which we we've played with that before in the of the dead series. It's not the first time we've had some sort of thinking zombie. But here, set up. But here's the thing: you have to take into account that now both of us. I don't know about five. I know definitely both of us have seen the making of Army of the Dead. Uh, little thirty minute featurette, uh, and you hear a lot of direct quotes from Snyder. And, and company about what they were doing. And one of the things they said was like, ah, this has never been done before. And I'm like, ah, I see you've never heard of I Am Legend. Right. Because that is the fucking point. Like, that this is a, they, they, yeah, everyone gets changed, but now they develop their own society outside of that. And now technically. And to be clear, novel <laughs> I Am Legend. Not film, I am like. They don't go into as deep as deeply in the film, but at the same time in the film, like it's still the same thing. Like th- he is the monster now. Yeah, if you accept the alternate ending that wasn't the theatrical ending, it's much more in line with the novel. But right, the original so like, of the movie was terrible. Because like it, it, it's my understanding the way that it works, right? Is that everyone gets turned except for this one guy, and mm-hmm. like so now everyone else is adapted in this changed state. 
and created like you know uh, restarted society as that where you sort of kind of they kind of have a, so, a system in place right right so I, i've read it so i can summarize a little bit quicker i think okay uh, he, he goes around during the daytime killing any of these zombie vampire things that he sees they're never really identified what they are but there's some sort of creature he goes around killing them in their sleep as they're slumbering during the daytime and kind of because he thinks that they're just brainless zombies and then eventually he gets kidnapped by a group of them because apparently when he's sleeping at night and protecting his fortress or whatever they're functioning they're they're able to communicate all this stuff so what he finds out is he's been going in and murdering all these people in his sleep or in their sleep just like he kind of feels like a boogeyman would do for humanity it'd be like if a monster of you know witch or a zombie came into all of our houses and killed all of our children randomly in the night like it's meant to be that kind of about face where you go oh god i think i've been saving the human race what's left of it and i've actually been murdering the future right like you you become like he became that monster that he thought he was protecting people from and it's kind of like so you have you have this concept like that's a high concept for for yes. monster movie that's really high concept and Snyder thinks that he is just like, guys, here's an idea. What if some of them were smart? And it's like, like, no, dude, that has been done before. It's not, it's it not out of, it's not, you know, it's not well, been in, done in a lot. A moment, for a brief moment, I thought we might get something interesting because they're, when they first started and they have all the military guys get killed and zombified. For a brief moment, we look like we have like a, a nice setup of five of them. Like there's five specific alpha zombie types. And then we get a little bit into the, the heist going on, and there's five of them left. And for a brief moment, I'm sitting here like, are we about to get like a, a showdown kind of thing? Like a good guys versus bad guys team up kind of thing? Because we haven't really seen that in like the Avengers or anything yet. We've never seen a bad guy team. Uh, so like maybe, maybe Zach will do And no. You know what I was thinking though? You know what I was thinking would Set happen? Up, not done. What I was thinking was going to happen was like, they were like, oh, these guys are smart. They carve out their territory. I'm like, oh, are we going to have one of those kind of like blood versus crypt zombie kind of thing where you have like a blood, <laughs> blood feud among the zombies and you have to sit there and like parlay with one of them to, and, and group up with them and you realize, oh, they're not so bad. I like that. That's kind of a time machine pull. I like it. I like it. Because like, okay, there's two groups of zombies and they don't like each other. They're fighting. But like you need to enter the this people's territory, so you team up with the other zombies, and now you're with them. And you, it's, I think I, I think of sort of uh, the video game, not necessarily the movies, obviously, like just the general premise of how Alien versus Predator, the arcade game, worked, where it's like you and the predators are fighting the aliens, like because that's your joint goal. Like I needed to exterminate this other group. Like, I don't know. I was thinking maybe something like that could have happened, but no. All, all, all it ended up being was, ah, apparently they can reproduce. And that also goes nowhere. That also goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah, the, the only, like, zombie baby dies. Oh, wow. And, and, you know, that's been done before by you. <laughs> Like it, like, it it was meant to be shocking. Do you just do you have a a writer in your contract that means you have to put a zombie baby in your movie? Like it's happened twice now. It, well, no, no. Here's the thing: in Dawn of the Dead, already pregnant gets bit. I know. Like versus, there's a small 
escalation there, but not not really. It's, 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 it's again, but it, it it does add an extra implication because like it's, this has been six months since Vegas uh, fell, and so that's give or take the size of what for some reason he decides to like dive in and like pick out like what why did you do that like that's weird personally like and then and again if you if you if you already know through some of Zack Snyder's interviews like he was like oh yeah they're kidnapping women and like raping them it's like cool Zack Snyder that's what we needed in a zombie movie yeah, that implication. Like, I don't understand why you think that that's such a cool. Again, it's kind of like that quote about his Batman movie. Like, oh, this Batman, like you know, he can get raped in prison. Like, I'm sorry. He seems to have a slight fascination with non-consent, which is you know. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, it's kind of weird, dude. Like. All so that aside, kink, but when you stop putting it in your movie, like then. But all that aside, I still enjoyed the movie, even though like there's so many fucking threads that go nowhere, and I mean nowhere. Dave Bautista still kills it, like Tig, even though she's not actually there, does does a pretty good job. I I, I was it trying was to great. hold, like I I wasn't sure who who they had put in there. I actually had to look up to see who they did. So, like, I mean. I, I knew ahead of time, so like I could see the scenes a little bit, but it wasn't. Yeah, like I, it really wasn't. I, I I think when I went back and just like to see a few things, I could tell like she had been put in in one scene. Well, well, one of the one of the crazy things is though that I found hilarious was some of the eighty yard lines, where mm-hmm. they changed he to she, and then like also added some when a character's mouth wasn't showing. Yeah, like there's a part where. Where Dave Bautista like bends at the hip all the way down to where he's like at a forty-five degree angle, and then all you hear is this, or it's like <gasps> she screwed us, and it's like, <laughs> like I, I was like, that was clearly not said <laughs> on the day, but like I got you, bud. Like I got you. You gotta put as many patches on there as possible to make sure that it smooths itself the fuck over, <laughs> just a little yeah. bit. I think they left some some he's in there that were referring to the the former actor uh, that just didn't get edited out or ADRD <sighs> just left them. It's just uh, yikes. It's fine. It's fine. it's funny. I, I it's would, funny. I would gladly watch any movie with Tignataro digitally inserted as a replacement character. Like I, I I'm fine with that. And that's one of the things I did not have an issue with at all. Like I I don't have, I, a, I don't have a problem with that because again like it, the technology is there now. To where it can be pretty done really really well especially in a movie with this much cg already fucking thrown in it works fuck it yeah but here's here's the thing that i have a problem with it's a fucking long movie it's zack snyder has no like control in the editing room like there's no brevity at all everything is drawn the fuck out yeah. and that's where i think that- I, that's the irony though because I think Zack Snyder is the greatest short filmmaker in the goddamned history of the world. I don't disagree with you on this. The beginning of Watchmen. I think I know where you're going. The beginning of this yeah. movie. Like, you could take just that and you have a full start to finish movie that you're like, wow, I felt things. Like, it was great. The music choice was good. Like, 
it just I, works. I said that as we were watching it. Like after we finished watching the opening, I turned to L and I'm like, okay, so we just watched the first movie. Now we're watching the sequel. Like it felt very much like that. We were seeing we were seeing Jurassic Part Two, like Lost World. That's that's the kind of movie we saw here. It feels like there was a better version of this that existed before. This is the shitty follow up. They're just trying to cash grab on. Like it's it's wild to me. The it intro really does feel like a sequel. He's such a good fucking short filmmaker. Like well, he's he, not allowed to use any kind of dialogue. He has no, to use a song. No yeah. words. Use a song and then like a montage of action. You yeah. he nails it. Just absolutely I think nails he's it. He's a very talented visual storyteller. I mean, I think that's kind of beyond doubt at this point. Um, you may not like everything he does stylistically, but he definitely has an eye for what he's doing and does a pretty good job of it when he doesn't have to write the fucking script. He does. <laughs> And that brings me to my next point. He does have a great eye for storytelling, but do not let him be the cinematographer ever the fuck again. Okay. <laughs> I might slightly disagree on that. I didn't hate the... You the, like the, the weird out-of-focus shit the entire time? I, I didn't say I liked it. I said I didn't hate it. It only because I think he was doing it on purpose. I think that was the the feel he was going for. Because I've I've lived out in the Mojave and like it really does feel very pressing on you when it's really hot like that. When it starts hitting 110, 115, you start to feel like your world's kind of closing in and everything's a little fuzzy because of all the heat coming off. That's kind of what it feels like. I mean, it's hard to watch in a certain extent but like i thought no i thought i needed my glasses for a <laughs> moment because i thought like oh shit dude like is my eyesight getting that bad no it was no, his fucking no. choice to have the shallowest fucking lens and again it, part of that like watching it like before before watching the making of watching it, i was kind of like oh fuck dude this is so hard to watch yeah. like like not just because like the movie isn't good like i like the movie but fuck is it hard to watch and i thought hey was this a decision in post to like cover up all the like the editing and the cgi like oh fuck that actually be really clever like if the way that you fucking uh, get it to work is if you make everything else the fuck out of focus and you can just put tig right up in there and then like no big deal like no one's gonna notice because it's all blurred out then you go back. Nope. You go back to the making of, and he's all like, "I like these really old lenses. Like they were made. They're so they're so shallow. Like so. Like you have to be up close and personal. And I like that. And he's he has a little shoulder mounted red camera. Like the fuck into people's faces. And then he like he's like, I like this. And then I can just say cut. And then I can I just tell them right then and there what I'm thinking instead of having to go to all these monitors and stuff. And I'm like. That's cool, Zach. Like, and I, it seems like those, the actors appreciate that sort of instant feedback. That's cool because they show it shows that you give a shit. You're not, you know, George Lucas sitting behind a, a thing just going like, "All right, do it again, guys." Like, <laughs> I think we might have gotten it. I don't know. Yeah. Great well, impression. I mean, I think that uh, I think that it's gonna be okay. If we just kind of make sure. Like, I need you to turn around and be like, "No, it's not the Senate." Like, no, I am the Senate. Do, 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 do it again, guys. Guys. Zack Snyder gives a shit. Right. I, I think if you like only let him do it for like 15 minutes, that effect could be fine. Like with the right type of movie, it could be fine. In the right moment. Okay. So that entire thing reminded me of the intro to uh, Saving Private Ryan. The moment where like the, the he gets the the 
the sound basically cuts out because he gets hit by a bomb real close. So the sound cuts out. Everything's disorienting. Everything's like zooming in out of focus. That entire little montage moment is what Zack Snyder did for the whole fucking movie. Right. Like, it doesn't work for two hours and 30 minutes. Like At a certain not. point, you're just like, I'm so exhausted from this. Like It, it should have been an effect used for the outside desert scenes, not for inside. If it had been done that way, I, I would be calling it a cinematography. Like, win. A win. A fucking success. Yeah. Like, a oh, you did, it. you did it. You did it. You did it. You you created an effect you that works. You said the, yeah. you said instead of it just being like, hey, it's it's in Mexico, tinted brown and orange. Like you have a thing to show heat in a way that like is visceral and on the camera and the screen. But instead you did it for every shot, no matter what was happening. Even if it was something basic, like you had this weird out of focus, blurry, like, oh, I can't fucking see. Like I'm and then that's not even to mention the dead pixels. <laughs> this film, the camera was broken and <laughs> the actual receiving part of the camera has dead pixels. And the crazy thing is that's easy. That's easy to fix. That's the yep. e easiest thing to fix in post. Like, oh shit, this camera has dead pixels. Hang on, let me. Let me. You, you, you CGI'd the whole fucking movie. Apparently, you made this tiger as elaborate as you fucking could. You didn't think to go back and maybe watch the movie at full, full resolution and go like that one. All right, there's a white dot there. Let's fill in all the black dots. All the white dots with black dots. Let's fill that. Apparently, shit. nobody saw it on a 4K TV at any point during. Nobody the watched the film before releasing it. <laughs> nobody finished this fucker. So I actually never saw any dead pixels. I've only heard about it, but last time I, I told you when I was trying to watch it on my TV, it wouldn't work. So I wonder if that was related to that. I definitely had dead pixels on mine. We we have a, a decent sized TV. It was very noticeable. Like, because especially because like a lot of this movie is dark. So when there's a white dead pixel just like blaring the fuck out, like Bleh! like in this and, dark scene. And the worst, I think the worst part of it too is that it's not persistent. Like it's it's intermittent. It pops up and then goes away and then moves. And there's three of them. And now it's in a different place. And now it's gone for a while. And now it's back. If it was just consistently there. I think I could have been okay with it. I could have I could have tuned it out easier. But instead, but, it became a game of oh, there's one, oh, there's one the broken camera. Oh, 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 oh. okay, so broken camera. So there. these two shots were shot at the same time because it's got the same camera lens glitch. But that means this one wasn't. So this is a different cut. Like it took me out of the movie a lot, which kind of sucks. Well, I mean that that's the thing is you you let you let some shit go when the movie is so good that you just ignore it for a while. You just ignore it. It's not a problem. Mista yeah. Movie mistakes are things that you easily ignore when the movie is captivating enough that you're not taken out of the movie. Okay, that just is. It just is what it is. And I'll, I'll notice it on like a rewatch, and I'll be like, Ah, yeah, look at that. That's funny. They had there's a there's a guy there. Like I never noticed the like the coffee cup in the Game of Thrones scene. I didn't notice that. Because I, I was I was captivated, and, and, and so I went back again. I was like, "There it is," and then same with the uh, the random uh, uh, set guy in Mandalorian. There's a guy, you know, in the I didn't notice that shit because I was so enthralled with what like, was happening. To what they want me to pay attention. Yeah, to. like I was attention to what they wanted me to pay attention to, so it didn't like pop up really. Yeah, but 
This movie, I was paying attention to what was going on outside of that, and that was kind of a problem. I like again, I like the movie, and that's the problem with it's, uh, it's okay. It's an okay movie, but I don't know that I'd ever go back and rewatch it because, again, like in my head, this movie is trying to be three things: it's trying to be a heist movie, trying to be a zombie movie, and it's trying to be a Vegas movie. And we don't have elements that are, I mean, the short film did. The, the short film, notwithstanding, the epilogue or the, the prologue doesn't count. Okay, we're, we're talking, we're talking first, second, third act, not the other stuff, which is brilliant and should be its own thing. And just only let Zack Snyder do things for like thirty minutes. But it's it's a it's a zombie movie. We don't really have traditional zombies. Like we have some of the shambling type, but we have these fast ones. We don't have some of the traditional zombie scares that we have because we have a mix of zombie types. And we're focusing more on these. White walkery types of zombies than a traditional shapeling zombie. That's again him pulling. That, that's him pulling from modern stuff and not understanding or using it for anything, just pulling it. But we have a heist movie where the heist goes pretty well. I, I thought the one scene when they're at the vault hallway and they're using the zombie to set off the traps was perfect. That's a perfect thing to have in a heist movie. Why do they have traps in Vegas? I don't fucking know. I didn't care. I'm like hell yeah. Well, they talked about it. Fucking face shot full of darts. That's amazing. They like, talk, they, they did bring it up though. They were like, "Oh, that no, was they, illegal." Oh yeah, well, yeah. This, this guy doesn't give a fuck. Like they, they I'm did in. set it I'm up. In. I'm not I'm saying in. it's bad. I'm just saying I didn't even care. I didn't think about why is this here. That wasn't on my mind because I was enjoying what I was seeing on screen. They they microwaved the fuck and so it would be warm. So the zombie would want it. That's funny. That's good. I like that. It didn't go on long enough. Wasn't enough scenes like that, and there's no element of the heist. When, when the safe opens and the money's there, I was so disappointed. <laughs> like it went too easy for the money to be there. It just did. But then we also have the Vegas element, and it's not really there either. Like it's there in the opening, and we have some showgirl zombies, which is awesome. I, I, Zack Snyder does a good job of making zombies that fit into his world. Like mm-hmm. he's got that down. You don't want to see somebody getting slammed into a slot machine and it hitting triple sevens. Like we, we don't see a zombie get hit in the back of the head and his eyeball pops out and lands on the roulette table. We don't see anything that is Vegas in this movie. Okay, that would have been so good. We have, that would have been good. Right. So we have a Vegas heist zombie movie in which there's basically no real zombies. There's no heist because it's just going and picking up a MacGuffin and then leaving and dying and not getting to use it anyway. And there's no Vegas elements. It's just not any of the three things it meant to be. And I have a very high bar when it comes to post-apocalyptic fiction set in Vegas. I just do. Here, here, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, it, it is elements like that that are missing. Because like, you know what could have been like really dumb but really fun? Like If you would have seen Blue Man Group Zombies. Like just yes. something is something so a famous minor. person. Yeah, something Steal the Bill Murray famous. thing and have fucking Celine Dion or something. You know, that's what they were going for with the White Tiger. But the White Tigers aren't in Vegas. They're also, in also, okay. So here's the thing: How long ago was the fuck was this movie made? Because one, there's Sean Spicer. No, no, no. That's when it was released. When the fuck was it made? Why is Sean but it had to have been made Spicer? this year because they were doing the the fucking uh, uh, temperature checks. Like that was a COVID thing that had to happen since COVID. So last year to sixteen months tops. Well, I mean, they were doing the temperature thing, but the, that that goes nowhere either. Like, is right. that is that, that a common... that was a perfect setup? It happened. 
like that's what makes you think because like they've had digital temperatures like that for a long time before so it's not like it's just right this. but doing a temperature check to see if you're sick with the virus come on that's like, yeah it's thing. so fucking like on the nose which again is just more it disappointing is, as to why it didn't go anywhere right and it's being done by porn stash guy it's not actually him he's shades from the uh, Luke Cage, but he reminds me of Porn Stash from Orange is the New Black. Uh, <laughs> like, even that, even as satisfying as it was to see that kind of, you know, about face with, with the coyote tricking him to go out there to be the sacrifice, even that wasn't interesting. Like, it's what I expected to happen because it was very, very heavily laid on. Like, I the thought Vicar was basically winking at us as it happened. Like, okay, well, he's not going to make it. If they were, I didn't know it was going to be a sacrifice, that. but I didn't expect him to make it more than about fifteen feet past the gate. If this, if the coyote knew, and there was this like added person, I thought it would just be on that guy, the guy that the 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 boss brought in, right? Like that would be the easy way. Like but then the, he can't pull the stunt of locking the thing later. And yeah, but again, that's what I'm saying. You don't need those elements either. That's the thing. Do if you're doing one specific thing, which is you are just blatantly ripping off aliens, right? Because they blatantly ripped off aliens. They basically took a lot. Like, and again, that's where it's like, what is? What are you trying? What movie are you trying to make, dude? Like, what movie? For like. Oh my god, it is beat for beat sometimes. The the red bandana, uh the, the Vasquez I mean, just, character is basically Vasquez. Yes, literally like, Vasquez. At the end at the end with the the escape vehicle not being there, but then the pilot of said vehicle having a conscience and coming back. Okay, aliens. the one quote You can believe in aliens. That as this thing is falling apart, shit's going bad, you hear there's explosions because the thing is about to explode. I can hear that you could not know that the ship was not there or not. It you is, could hear that there was no helicopter within a hundred miles. I have of Vegas when if that's you've, happening. Yeah, if you've ever been in a place that has a helicopter anywhere near it, within within like a, a two-mile radius, you hear you hear a slight hum when it's miles out. You'll hear it. When it's overhead, it it sounds deafening. Yeah, when it's next to you, like, you are... And if anyone's seen a press conference with a former president near a helicopter, because as he seemed to do it all the time, you know what the fuck that's like, where he's just yelling over it to make sure you can hear. If it is... 20 feet from you, but just below eyesight, there isn't a, oh no, where did the, where did the chopper go, guys? God dang it. Hmm. It would be loud as fuck. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. care. I don't care how, how, like, adrenaline filled you are. No, you're not, you're not, not going to hear that motherfucker. Or even yeah, feel you're, it. Yeah, you're, no, you're going to pause and be like, oh damn, I think she's leaving me. Yeah, I just, you hear it getting farther away. Yeah, you'd hear it fucking leaving you like, oh no, not uh gone now. But if they don't no. have that oh, break sure there, was. if they don't have that break there, then they don't have the follow-up with the zombie gate the roof and causing the crash. Like the whole plot just works out fine if they just get in the helicopter and leave. It's, it's all fine. 
Which would have been okay. Actually, no. I would have been fine with it. I would have I mean, been fine if they, if we, if he wanted to steal from Game of Thrones there at that moment, where he, we sh- we've seen the superhuman strength already with the spear. So like the helicopter starts taking off, he spears yeah. the shit out of it, and it goes down, and they have to then get the fuck out or find another shelter. Yeah, that wouldn't suck. But the thing is, Zack Snyder doesn't understand uh, money, and he also doesn't understand like the de- like the the nature of particular explosions. <laughs> a nuclear a nuclear bomb going off, even a small yield bomb is glassing the shit out of Vegas. Not just because it's a desert, but because it's just going to fucking just glass the fuck out of that area. Vegas is a big open space. There is nothing to diffract it. There's nothing to slow it down. The distance that the helicopter would need to cover to avoid, like, radiation, like, death, very quickly would be be way further than what they did. Like... It's just not. It's just not going to be a thing. Like we've already it's been an exceptionally small yield, but you just don't get the impression that's going to happen when the president in that movie appears to be a Trump analog. And even then, I it's like it's it's a it's a finished. Like we're going to destroy it and be done. Like so, you go you go for a pretty decent sized uh, uh, nuke anyway. So there's no way that that epilogue would happen either because of that, where it's just like, he just then leaves the safe and... Oh, yeah, because then he would have just I, I knew he was going to survive in the safe. Like, that that I had no doubts on. Like, obviously. But, like, for him to just come out, be bitten, and then them go, okay, well, I guess everything's going to happen all over again. Cool. Like, it's, it's a setup to nothing, cause they, and there's no need for it. Right. Like... And, and ultimately, again, like... I have such high expectations for something like this because there is media that has a heist in a post-apocalyptic Mojave desert with zombies in it. And it's fucking Fallout New Vegas' dead money. And it's the exact same idea that there's a pre-war vault in a zombie-infested area that's got gold in it, so we gotta go get it. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, like... That is a far better version of telling that story than this is. You know, you know what, you know what the epilogue should have been. Hmm. So, Mister House, Vegas is Vegas is nuked, and they and now you have the military coming in to do, you know, inspections and checking. You know, clear the area up. You know, uh, whatever, scrub the radiation. Like, say that that technology exists now. Say you you can you can put a little tag that says how many years later, like it's a good thing we have this nuclear scrubbing technology. Like real, just a, just a one off line to be like we're cleaning up radiation, clearing this area to be you know, just a news person doing an interview saying that in the background as you mm. can't across it's enough. And so they get they find then they they as they're digging out this wreckage and shit, they find the safe, and the safe is oh. there, and then they open it up, and he's there. Like sitting on a throne made of cash because he's just been sitting there patiently waiting, and it's one of, or it's one of those things where like he's on the throne of crash, dried out and dead, but it's raining because they said you said they set that up, yes. and now the safe's open and he's getting wet, and now he's gonna be revived and it starts all over again from that. See, that would have been 
awesome, actually. I, I would have forgiven everything if that was the ending. If you were like, oh, shit, they brought back the rain thing. Like, he's been in the safe. The safe kept him, uh, uh, his body at least not destroyed. And he, while he was in there, he built a throne out of cash. Like, holy, because what, what else are you going to fucking do with all that time, right? And then uh, the rain brings him back. And then, like, at the very end, it just cuts his eyes opening because he's getting wet. I'm in. Like, there you go. You set it up. You set mm -hmm. it up. And it's a cycle. You would, you would be even better. Yeah. It, it also, just do the prologue as the whole movie and leave it there. What do you mean? Oh. I just, just do the prologue. That, like, that's a much better concept for a movie. Just do that as like a 90 minute thing and then you're good. Oh, where, where you just see everything going to shit. Uh, like you see all of their origin stories. Like that was great. That was the movie I would have preferred to see based on what the end result of this was. I don't know. Like, there were some like, interesting moments. I mean, them checking people to see if they're infected, them just coldly executing people when they are. Like, there's a lot of storytelling in that. It doesn't continue after those scenes stop. Oh, Zamek. What, what, what I was going to say with, with uh, Kitty Man's ending was it actually works out well because... They even say it in the movie where, like, they go to the safe and there's, like, a bodies of, like, other people who have tried to break into the safe. And he mentions, oh, you know, maybe we're in a time loop. <laughs> yeah. And then, you anywhere. know, if you go into the future, it's like now he's the zombie and it continues the psycho over again. It would have, in a way, also worked out in that way. It's just, it's just one of those things where there's a lot no, of things. Like, there's a lot of potential on these, in these ideas. But you start wondering and seeing a lot of weird, like, Zack Snyder's the names will give him money. And you see that again with uh, uh, what's happening recently with J.J. Abrams, right? Abrams. Like, J.J. Abrams has made some pretty decent stuff. Not necessarily, like, the best, but, like, it's good. Lost, people liked it, even though the ending sucked. They're fine, whatever. But like you could tell by the end of Lost, oh fuck, they had no plan what the fuck they were doing. It's all just off the seat of his pants. And you should have seen that from there. So Star Trek, okay, he does Star Trek. It's pretty good. Like you know, people like it. It's not great. It's not. It's not Star Trek, but it's it, not the worst Star Trek movie. I mean, but it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not Star Trek. Points. That's the no. thing. It's Star Trek. Star Trek. Right. It's not Star Trek to me. Like it is, it is Star Wars posing as Star Star Trek, and that's kind of where that lies. But then, like you, you get him into Star Wars, and you're like, "Oh, cool!" There's a lot of starting setup, and then after the Last Jedi, I knew right then and there, I'm like, "Oh, they have no plan," because the reason that's the reason why you had they gave they were like, "Here's Ryan Johnson, here be writer and director," and it's like that's never happened. Like that's not ever happened really since. Hoping he would just fix it. Yeah, not since not since Star Wars nineteen seventy seven with George Lucas, which got saved in editing after the fact. Do you have a writer director like that? Like you had Lawrence Kasdan in immediately in Empire Strikes Back. Collaboration is what makes it work. Yeah. So like Ryan, whether you love or hate the Last Jedi, like it was definitely a here you go, dude. Base it off what we tried to do in the first movie, and it's like okay. So he was like, how about we just flip it on its head? Like, and whether or not you think that worked, that's interesting, at least. And then they were like, oh, we don't like the reception of it. J.J. Abrams, come back. And he was like, ah, uh, 
here and just shit out a movie that was absolutely terrible. Like, by the way, actually, you're a Palpatine. Oh. Somehow Palpatine is recovering. And then at the end, what's your name? Ray Skywalker. Oh, oh. Ray Skywalker. Like, you're, that's, mmm. Like, I hate the whole lineage thing still. Like, the space lineage thing is just, like, you can, there's so many interesting stories outside of the space lineage. That's why Mandalorian works so well. No one is, like, you're not sitting there following a fucking Solo, following a Skywalker, following a, it has nothing to do with those assholes. Like, uh, you bring in a few elements from the previous to make it fit, it works. You said you said it in the area, you said it in the universe and the time period, sure. But like, ugh, get that shit out of here. There was a lot of there was a lot of referential stuff in the Mandalorian that really could have gone the route of fan service. And nobody ever felt that way. It felt organic and and it did. If you were if you were a Filoni person who like watched all of Filoni's work, you'd be like, oh fuck yeah, dude. Like way to way to build upon your own world, right? Like way to build upon it now. It's like now you can be more exposed to it. But like my entire problem still is that they're like, well, Zack Snyder, here you go. Like do whatever the fuck you want. Like here, here, and it's kind of weird to see like see him like go and complain that Warner Brothers isn't just like handing him the entire fucking key, like the 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 keys to the car to drive the entire DC universe anymore. He's all like, it's really, really hard to work with them on the Snyder Cut. It's like, because the, they were trying to recoup a loss, dude. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, unfortunately, it was just mistake after mistake after mistake. Like, I don't know. that It was cheaper to pay you or give you fucking $30 million to release, re-release a movie than to spend $150 million to release a new movie. Like, that's just simple business math. Like, yeah, it's going to cost you $30 million to, to finish this, finish this as you wanted to. You can call it a new movie. It's not $150 million to $300 million. Like, that's that just basic math. Basic math. It's not going to be as much. I don't know. I, I just... Ah, decisions, decisions, decisions that they're making. Well, and, and here's some more interesting decisions they're making. Because, again... I think that what they should have done rather than telling this story is tell the story they told in the opening. I think that's a much better idea. They have already confirmed not one, but two prequel properties. There's a prequel movie being made that explains how the German safecracker came about being. And there's an anime style series going on Netflix that's just the prequel stuff. It's just how all these characters got to know each other in the first place. So they're making so the movie. So the movie you should have made. Why didn't you make that first? Here's my question. Was the safe character guy that interesting to require its own origin? I liked him. I liked him. But like interesting. Yeah. But think about it. What? Like, oh, he's like, I like safes. All right, that's your that's your character. Good, good, good job. Yeah, you know, funny accent, decent person. Yeah, like he was good at what he did, and he had that like you know that moment where he like was like, "Do you don't understand how complicated this shit?" Is? Like I was like, "Okay, cool." Like you're confident, and, but like, but he could be your favorite, but that doesn't make an entire movie or no. series around him. Like I don't know. 
It's just weird. Uh, but at the same it's, it's, time, it's called it's called Army of Thieves, by the way. Ew. So presumably, it's going to be another another heist movie. Heist idea. Like, but okay, it, I guess we didn't really get be... to the heist on this one, so I guess we'll just make a prequel that's heist now. So is it going to be like a zombie movie or anything Yes, like that? It, it, it takes place in the early days of this same pandemic, just not the Vegas stuff. So you combine that in the anime series they're doing, and that's the first movie. 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Like, that's what it should have been. You should have done that fucking first. Like, this feels like Ocean's 12 to me. It doesn't feel like Ocean's 11. It doesn't feel like either of those, actually, because there's no but you know what I mean. This feels like the one they made second, and they got most of the people back, but couldn't get like the best people back, so they replaced the main actor, and then just kind of made it anyway. I, I don't know. Well, that's so weird. It, it's strange. It, it, but I mean, it's one of those things where I think that Netflix definitely does make better riskier decisions in that sense. Like they buy a lot of things that have already been made. A lot of the time. Like, oh, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. We'll buy that. Like, we'll buy that and right. distribute, whatever. Like, it's not the same. Right. It's not the same as, like, um, what's been going on? It's not, it's not the merger fucking mania that's been happening. So, like, AT&T is selling Warner Media to fucking Discovery. And then Amazon bought MGM. And the, including James Bond and all that other stuff. So, it's like, cool. So, we have Disney buying up everything. Amazon's buying up a ton of stuff and now discovery is going to have a bunch of stuff. It's like, Oh, it's where the antitrust, the antitrust laws coming in. Like, Holy shit. How many media corporations does it need to be? Like, there's only going to be, there's already six movie studios, right? Like we're going to bring it down to like three, like, damn dude. Like, can we, can we figure this one out? Like, can we not have everything under the same umbrella, please? This is really rough. It's really rough. Like it's it's to me it's it's not a good thing. To me, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to see everything being put under like bigger and bigger umbrellas. You'll never see you'll never see a uh, um a mid level budget movie again. Like it'll it just won't happen. Uh, everything's got to be big budget, huge premiere. Because everything has to make Avenger levels money, or else it'll just get axed. Yeah, if you're not if you're not sitting there actually uh, producing a, a hundred fifty to three hundred million dollar movie, and then also getting a six hundred million dollar return, like you're not going to be made. Like, and I think of things like what um, I think of Super James Gunn Super three million dollars to make, and then off the off the back of that he makes. Uh, Going to the galaxy. Like, but you won't get those kinds of smaller movies. Like I think about uh things like Back to the Future, which was made for like what 15 million or something like that, something small. Like nowadays, that would be a fucking 150, 300 million dollar franchise to start. Like it's a high concept. We gotta throw all the money into it. We can't uh, but more accurately, that movie wouldn't get made. <laughs> like They'd be like, this is too weird. It, there's this weird relationship with the mom. Nobody cares about the 50s anymore. Now nah, we're going to do this. They just wouldn't have made it. It's just, it's just, and I'm not a, I'm not a fan of like everyone, everything being bought up. You know, it's just like, come on, man. Like, 
it's, it's making it it's the one thing that's it's really weird because like i feel like as much as like disney big bad like i feel like they're still doing the creative side of it as well as they could be they're like marvel do your own thing like we're gonna own you but do your own thing for the most part like especially yeah, like you know you you know your property better than we do so just just run your ideas make, by us. Make money. Yeah. Yeah. Run it by us, but make money. Be successful at it. Do your thing. Like, go ahead, Marvel. Like, Kevin Feige clearly has the fucking idea planned out. Like, you, you work. Apparently, uh, the new Spider Man movie is going to be like the kind of jumping off point. Cause I'm assuming it's going to be part of the multiverse thing. Um, that's going to be like the jumping off point that makes sense to cross over the Sony universe of oh, shit. Maybe. So that that was a, a quote from Sony exec saying that yeah like uh you'll get a lot more information once that movie comes out that you're gonna see that movie and then you're gonna understand a little bit more about what th- there's because there's plans in the making and it's like okay I can see that working out like if you open up the possibility that like okay multiverses again sure I whatever I'm not gonna care like you do you do your thing I still think that. Uh, you should have gotten someone else to play Carnage, but still, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but uh, one of the things I know that you were excited about, uh, Nick, was the Rangers of the New Republic. That has been put on hold. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, that has been put on hold because it was supposed to be led by Gina Carano. Oops. Well... Oops. Gina Carano decided I'm going to nuke my career <laughs> and only work with, and only work with Ben Shabibo. So it looks like <laughs> it looks like uh, that show's not happening anymore. You just hate to see it. Well, honestly, that's fine. Like it'll be replaced by something else. It's not like we're going to get something Star Wars out of it. So whatever. I mean, I've been watching uh, the Bad Batch. So you can tell me how that's been going. Uh, I'm not fully caught up, but I've enjoyed it so far. It, it feels like it picks up directly where Clone Wars was. Uh, you know, after they they did the most recent season of Clone Wars, which is kind of going back and reviving it to tell the you know the Order sixty six story, basically. Um, that's kind of where it's perspective. Yeah, and that's where it's kind of picking up from. Is like we see Order sixty six from the Bad Batch's perspective from there on. Um, so that's really interesting. You know, we we've seen stuff like that in the EU before, but not how much. How, yeah, I would say how much does that borrow from things like Republic Commando? Uh, nothing really. So the DC fifteen, the gun. Uh, one, yeah. one of the one uh, of the bad yeah. batch carries the the DC fifteen, but that that's about it um, so far. But it's still really early. Um, it's yet another one of those things where you know Filoni has this kind of trope that he likes to go to where it's. We just got a random kid, and you're just gonna have to be a father figure. You're not. You're not a, a father of any kind. You're not a parent. You can't function. But you're the nearest man, so you have to take care of this kid. <laughs> All right. I wonder if Filoni is trying to tell us anything about that, or he just there want- seems to be some sort of story there, but you know, none of my business. Or that's just saying that was George's trope, so I must continue that same trope, because like. Like Luke and Vader, that whole thing. Then you have like Anakin, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon Slash. Um, yeah, but, but Luke, Luke was a, a late teen, early 20 at that point. Like, whiny, but like. It was 19. Adult-ish. 
uh, Omega is like ten. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Where like that's that, that's kind of again the funny trope would be like, oh, he's too old. Like Luke was too old. He's already nineteen. Right. He's out of his adolescence. You know, I understand that. That's why I thought it was funny when they tried to do it again, and they were like, "Ah, oh, Anakin's too old." I'm like the dude's like ten. How young are you? Fucking taking these kids? Right. Then they show you the brainwash them before they even recognize their parents. Like, yeah, they they don't <laughs> they have they don't have object permanence, and you're fucking wielding a lightsaber already. All right, like sure. You know, I mean, unpopular opinion maybe, but the Jedi are not good people. Like, no, they they take kids and then they tell them, "No, this is the only way you can live." You don't like it, you can go to like a farm world or just like, leave. You're not apparently allowed to love. Two, <laughs> apparently, our two options in, in space future are space fascism and space oligarchy. Those are the two options we have. And they both fucking suck. And uh, no. No. I mean, you also have, you have to forget, you also have the weird, like, uh, you could just run a 50s diner in space for some reason. Like, I love that. <laughs> you just be like, hey, like the, there, there's a market diner. for a 50s diner on Coruscant. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. Hell you. Like, that means I could probably pull off my dream of a cat cafe. We can, well, we can make it happen. That's what should have been in there because that would have been the real future, right? You would have, like, <laughs> you have Obi Wan walk into this like cat cafe and then the cat girl comes up and is all like, Nya, how can I help you today? And then it's kind of like, oh, I'm here to see the owner. And the owner comes out and she's like a fat slob, like, hey! Come on, let's go sit down. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, sure, sure. No, this is your thing. Like, it's not my thing, but like, I'm happy for you. And you're like, ah! And then like, you see people, like, you see just like girls in the back, like, <laughs> just, mm. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Cause I, like I think that'd be more of a more of a draw than a fifties diner. <laughs> well, I really think the Jedi are more oligarchy. Uh, it's a it's a religious you know government that's run by a council. So it, it's it's a thing though where uh, whenever you whenever you set something kind of in the future or even near future, kind of make it realistic to what would actually be happening. And I think of um, Minority Report. When they go to the when they when he takes when he takes the one precog to a place where they go for brain hacking essentially, like it's a place that people go to live out their fantasies in like in a, in a brain dive, where like that sort of thing is quote unquote illegal. Like I I like that like that's cool that's super cool in sci fi that you're like you're hacking into someone's brain and making them like live these fantasies and that's what they're getting basically high on. That's super cyberpunk. That's very. It's uh, so cyberpunk. It's fucking Ghost in the Shell cyberpunk. Like, cause that was a uh, total recall ish too. That was an episode of Ghost in the Shell of the show. Was uh, there was this movie that this guy made and like put into a cyber brain, right? And then like people like would would leave their bodies and their bodies would die while they while their ghost was in this box to watch this movie. Because the, the movie just compels them. And this whole thing is kind of like, are they trapping him? Is it kidnapping? And they're like, it's not. Like, it's just open to the net and people are able to get in. And they don't, they're just so compelled by this movie, they don't want to leave. And then, like, the major goes in there and cries. And was like, what the fuck is that? Like, I'm actually feeling things. I can see why I'm trapped. 
Like it's such a great episode, and that's what like, I see. Like that's where you go for the, the weird cyberpunk cool shit. Like that's where you go for these big brain, big concept ideas. And then you don't see that in any mo- any movies. Really. <laughs> really, it's still turned into the generic action movie. Like every other thing. I, going back to Army of the Dead, holy fuck, the. The, the the safe cracker who I've never killed a zombie before and then he asking the really dumb questions. What if I hit him in the head? And Dave Bautista's like, I mean, you're still targeting the brain, so yes, yeah. like yes, you're right. It will work. Like, and I, I, hilarious, hilarious. But then, like, perfect shot as soon as he picks up a gun. Every shot's a headshot. There are no missed shots. Everyone's just amazingly like you okay, know so- the best. I think that's meant to be set up for this prequel idea. Like, we're meant to go, why is this fucking nerd all of a sudden, like, like he, he, he's, he's Chuck. He downloaded the intersect, and now he's got fucking uh, <laughs> gun-fu powers. Like, okay, so that, that came from somewhere. Prequel. I, I, I'm not interested, but, like, I see how in the Snyder verse, that's a setup for a <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's, that's, that's Snyder's way of setting things up. Yeah, so it's really subtle, guys. You may not even you may not even seen it. Like, it, but it, that's what I'm saying. But everyone was like a super sharp shooter and like amazing at, with their with their weapons. But then again, you then go back to the the first girl dying, and no one bothered to even fire a shot until after she was already bitten. And you're like. Where was your sharp shooting then, guys? Like you guys could have saved her. Like you go, pop, 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 pop as you're running in, grab her and drag her out. Pop, 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 and then like. Right, if you could single shot the tank to blow them all up, you may could have shot the zombies that were about to bite her. Who knows? Maybe. Just, just worth a thought, I guess. Like, damn, guys, like this is a really weird <laughs> way. Cold. I just like, damn, she's done. It was really rough. It's really rough as a as a as like, far as how you're gonna go out. I mean, it could could be worse. You could have your face smashed in by a zombie tiger. I thought the zombie tiger and the zombie horse were awesome. They were great designs. And oh, man, seeing the behind the scenes, the way they did the horse. Oh, Snyder, you are brilliant. Someone still needs to take shit away from you, though. Like, fuck. He's just still apparently a commercial director at heart. Like, he, he thinks in such small scale and visually that you're like, yeah, I can see why you made commercials. It makes really good sense. And that's not even a knock. Like, there, there's certainly an art to visual and short form storytelling. Like, I mean, I, I think of... do that. <laughs> I, th- I think of uh, the fact that, like, Tony Scott was initially a commercial director. And he directed a commercial with a jet and a car. It was a car commercial. And it had a jet, like... Behind a car, and they were like basically racing each other, sort of, and so that's how you got Top Gun. Like, makes sense. You worked with with uh, uh, fighter jets, like you understand how to shoot them, how to frame them. Like, let's give you the movie. With and with Zack Snyder, you see his commercials, you see his, his work, and you're like, I see why why they give you the money, but like they don't see the other elements around Zack Snyder that make those movies good. Like a good cinematographer helps, a good writer helps, like all these things, or a pre-written story is uh, give him on rails, like Watchmen in three hundred. Give him the rails that he needs to tell that story, and he can then apply his visuals to it, and it comes out better. He just needs a partner. Like apparently, his wife does not tell him no. 
because uh, you know they they work together. Deborah Snyder is the production. She's a producer, uh, producer on most of his uh, work. She apparently doesn't tell him no. And that's a problem. He needs to be told no occasionally. Did you did you watch you watched it? You saw how she talks about him. She's an yeah. enabler. She is yeah, not really. a creative. Uh, no. uh, like he, he questioner. Somebody she doesn't question looking over his shoulder to be like, you know what? Maybe don't do that. Change maybe that, not that. Tweak it a little bit. Like maybe not the out of focus thing all the time. Maybe use it to tell something. Yeah, use it outside. It's a good effect for outside. But once you're outside, inside, it's fucking it really does feel like being out in the desert. Like I've never, not never, but I don't see a lot of movies that really do a good job of making you feel like you're in the environment visually. And that did. I felt like I was back in fucking Vegas. It was great. Uh, but not not for inside. For inside. I, I it's just, it's one of those things where you gotta restrain him. You gotta bring it in. Or else you get the four and a half hour Snyder cut and you get this two and a half hour fucking zombie heist movie. Like it didn't, it needed, it could have been a tight, maybe like hundred, 110, maybe like tighten that up that much. I cut off 40 minutes of this fucker. Like you get to tighten that up. Like, let me ask you this. If somebody asked you to make a zombie heist movie, what would you do to go about preparing for that? Well, the first thing would be like, of course, setting. So, like, are they breaking into a bank, or are they breaking into like Fort Knox, or like something something memorable? Okay, so you choose Vegas. Cool. Yes, good start. So, if you want to go with Vegas, you want to have all the Vegas elements to it. And that was the short movie at the start. Like, that's it. Like, I would have loved to see more Vegas stables be a part of it. Like, show see, me gambling. Like, like, I don't know. I think if I were to make, I think if somebody came to me and said, Nick, I need you to make Army of the Dead set in Vegas, lead zombies in Vegas. I think I might, you know, watch some heist movies. Like, I might, like, watch mm. The Italian Job and just, like, mark down the beats. Like, okay. Here's the act structure. In the first act, we have this. In the second act, we have this. And let's just try and mirror that a little bit. Not necessarily beat for beat, but like, surely. Maybe you watch, you know, Ocean's Eleven or Heat or something that, you know, shows any kind of heist. I, I don't know. Maybe watch Mars Attacks to see what Vegas looks like, since you've never been, apparently. Uh, <laughs> that never once looked like Vegas. It just didn't. Like... It did. If you see what the behind the scenes things was like, they put a lot of work for the like smallest amount of like scenery for the rubble to look good. But then the fucking hotels aren't there. You can't tell where you are on the strip because there's nothing standing anymore. Like, like the safe scene was just the hallway. Like you, you could have been anywhere. They, they even had the uh, the the you know very famous "Welcome to Las Vegas" sign as part of like the. Uh, the, the, the kids in cages camp and it's just not even like it's barely even lingered on like it just kind of goes and, and by and the kids in cages thing there's imagery <laughs> very very fucking direct and it doesn't mean anything there's and no story being told there they're just like ah, maybe they have zombies no. so we're gonna keep them here for a while no 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 politics there it's like, yeah. it's like these people have been surviving in there for weeks in their own society are now trying to find a way back into regular. No, none of that. Just, no, nah, just on my cage. It's fine. It's, it's like the temperature check, the kids in cages, like the, the, the society that's formed within the, uh, within the border, 
Like none all these things are just like briefly mentioned and then just forgotten. They even have everyone have like accents and shit. That's the thing that gets me. You have these kids in cages and they're like, oh, they were here from Vegas. What so everyone from Vegas is like, you know, vaguely ethnic? Is that what's yeah. happening? Is that it, what it's you're like saying? it doesn't even occur to him that oh maybe we should only have brown people in our prison. Well, not, not even just that. Like if if the commentary there then is well, all the white people could afford to get the fuck out. Like that's something that you could fucking make a comment on. Like right. these, these are the people who like grew up in Vegas and like Henderson, like in that area, but like they aren't the well-off people. These are people who were born here. And like the native population here is not the same as like the people who are rich and own everything. Right. Like that's See, commentary. If, if, they, if they'd done something where you have Vegas being walled off, but there's still lots of people inside and they've had to try and escape and they won't let them. So they have a, some sort of stronghold that they're, they're surviving in. Like, then we have some sort of commentary. To then there's an immigration story to tell, but he just doesn't. Well, it's that so story, that story was the prequel part. Like that was 100 percent the prequel part. They, they, that operation is to get the last remaining survivors out who were trapped behind that wall. Right, they which is opened, a much more interesting story. Yeah, they open that wall to basically go rescue these 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 last of like these people who are technically American citizens, et cetera, et cetera, before the nuke right. gets sent in. Like that would be where that nuke plot line comes in. You can very easily pull uh, uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park two with that too, where you have them. You know, going into the pretense of getting all the people out, but the the, the real motive, the real motive, sent his his wacky in to go with you. He's trying to get the money out of the wall. No, no, because like here's the, here's how you do the combination commentary switch thing, right? So you send in like you you're following these like two squads of army people, right? One squad has a separate goal, and that's to get the money, and the other squad is to get the people out. Instead of it just being the daughter trying to get this one person out, like the goal, they thought the goal was for this. No, the real goal was to get into the vault. Right. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, like that's what, that's what it should have been. Absolutely. Like it could have been this, this, this two divergent path thing where like, they're like, oh, we're going to go over here. But like, then they discover, oh shit, it's actually a heist thing. And then it's like a weird, like they converge and they have to fight about it. There's conflict. I don't know. There's, there's so many possibilities you could have done with, but then, but then you have to add commentary about things, and can't have that. Not, not here. I, just, I don't think he has enough of a story to tell on his own. Really, he's hey, doing right for him. Hey he's guys, really to do stupid shit. The Kent farm is being foreclosed on. I guess I could just pay the bank the, the amount that they owe plus buy the property off. No, I bought the bank because I clearly have no idea how money works. <laughs> like. Thank you, Zack Snyder. He bought the bank because he's rich. Get it? <laughs> yeah, like that could have been done well and has been done well in many other Batman scenarios. Uh, you know, the Dark Knight does where he buys the hotel. Like, okay, yeah, that works. Rich Batman buying things because he has no concept of money is a thing that can be funny, and it just wasn't there. Because it this wasn't for a show. Like this, like the, they do that in in that movie because Christopher Nolan knows to show that he needs to be an asshole uh, um, over the top person in public to like, again, throw off the trail. This could, he could never be Batman. This asshole who just went out and bought a hotel, like, and is, is with a bunch of hot supermodels in the pool. <laughs> They're in the water feature. Like this guy's crazy. 
And I think that's what he was probably going for was like, you know, Bruce Wayne can't just buy this one random house. That wouldn't be appropriate. But like the whole world knows that he's Superman. Like nobody hasn't picked up on that at this point. So like a rich person just helping out an old woman wouldn't be all that crazy. It wouldn't actually stick out that bad. Like Batman buying up specific components to a bat suit. Sure. Looks odd. Do it through shell companies, whatever. Buying the house from an old woman who's being foreclosed on after her husband died and then her son died? You can just do that. Yeah. You like, just, just be a nice dude. It also, none of that, you have so much money that that would be like a drop in the bucket on other... Be around on other, yeah, and other properties that you've been buying. Like, right. you're just like, I'm gonna mind that. Like, oh, I saw that house being foreclosed. I figured, like, it doesn't, like, just buy it anyway. Like, it was just, it was just, it was included in a lump of other things. Like, I was just buying, buying, buying. You know, it could have been funny if he was like, or, or, or she, if she knew that somehow the bank would, you know, or I don't know, if something happened to where there was no expectation that they would actually sell the house to somebody, he was like, oh, yeah, I just bought the whole town. Like, that could maybe work. I I bought the incorporation to to Smallville. Yeah. Like, oh fuck. Like, okay, so you own Smallville now? Got it. Like I tried to buy the house, the bank was being dicks, so I just bought the whole city. I own all the bank. We're good. Like, okay. okay. Like that that's 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 funny. It still doesn't work really, but it's funnier. It, it doesn't need to happen there at all. Yeah, it's but it's the foreclosure know. thing never needed to happen. Like that's just a weird thing to put in a movie. Like, imagine sitting around the fucking writers and being like, okay. We need some conflict. So we open up <laughs> with the Kent farm being foreclosed. <laughs> like, it's just not a thing you do in a Superman movie. Oh, and Lois and Ma Kent are super close friends. All right, they're going to be super close friends, but we're going to cut out the scenes that actually give them any sort of character to help uh, pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a lot of these movies are a, a mess and you can see where a lot of decisions behind the scenes are being made because they think that certain things are safe bets. Like it worked out here in Army of the Dead overall, but like they're going to keep because there was no need to get a box office return. That's why this worked. Like I, I think if this were actually like a theatrical thing, especially right now, it wouldn't do anything like it's interesting enough, but it's not going to get rave reviews. It's the kind of thing where lots of people will go, well, I already have Netflix. I'll just watch those. Apparently people would spend a lot of money. For yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. It's, it's definitely weird because like as more and more people get vaccinated and like movie theaters start opening up, like a lot of people that I know saw a quiet place too. I didn't even know it was finished, but there's apparently like a Q and a and everything. Like, and a lot of people are going out and seeing it. Like, that's cool. I guess. But, like, I don't know. I, I just think that it's a, it's, it's a, it's a weird time where, like, because remember, uh, Warner Media was trying to compete with Netflix, but we're going to release a movie a week for an entire fucking year. Like, you're going to fuck the movie theaters. We're going to release it simultaneously in theaters and this and that. It's like, all right, cool. That's a good um, good attempt, I guess. Like, But then they are getting sold off now. Like, so I don't know how well that bet really worked for them. Didn't really. Like, I'm sorry, but the movie theater experience, like, as is 
is is something different compared to watching shit at home like it's it, it can be a very very close and similar i don't mind shit i don't mind watching new stuff on my phone like i don't need this i go to this as a social experience like but if i can have that same social experience like in a much more private setting i will like i don't know right if smaller, fewer like capacity theaters were a thing, I would probably be more inclined. We had one. Like a, we we had a really like good an eight small to 10 theater. person pod. Like that would be. In, in, where, where I grew up, we had a four theater, a four screen cinema. So like you had like current movie, current movie, and then like old movie, old movie. Like you can go see whatever the fuck you wanted. If you wanted to show something, you could like pay to like show, and like a lot of a lot of times like church groups would do it. Where they'd be like, we want, we want to watch a particular movie. We want to watch the old Ten Commandments movie, like all together. We get the congregation, get the family. We're gonna sit there and watch an old fucking movie on the big screen. And they sit there and watch Ten Commandments. Everyone has a great time. Like that's fine. Like, but like, I don't know. It's kind of getting like, why are you trying to compete with the theater experience? You can't. Like, you, you you're just gonna like. It's so big that like you could have let it die on its own. But you decided to compete with it, so people started to meme it with like AMC stock. Like I don't know what you're doing, dude. Like I don't know what you're trying to do. Competing with the memes, <laughs> like that—that that is a fight you'll never win. You just can't beat the memes. Like it's the only—it's the only reason that uh, GameStop hasn't cratered yet. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 so complex. And then there's the Warmie is getting sold off. MGM got bought up. And people think like, oh, cool. Yay. MGM got bought up. That means the new Bond movie can be released now on Amazon Prime. It's kind of like, I I don't want James Bond to just purely be released on Amazon Prime. Sorry. Like, that's 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 not what I wanted James Bond to to end up being. Because it was already in a bad spot to me. Even though I like the movies, to change from like campy like spy movies yeah. to super super serious Jason Bourne movies, it's not being fun. Like, yeah, it's not fun anymore. And I get it; they were mad because of Austin Powers. I get it; you're upset that someone poked fun at your franchise. But like, just because someone makes fun of your your shit doesn't mean you can't keep making good shit. Like, just because Bond was making fun of James Bond before Austin Powers existed, right? Like, you have to understand that. Casino Royale. They fucking. Turned up the fun. That's it. Like you can be more serious, but like have the fun elements. You removed all the fun, and like they're still good movies. Like I like Jason Bourne movies, but they're not Bond movies with like, ha, here's a gadget where like I have a I have a, a flashbang on my cu- my uh, cufflink, watch. like boom, yeah. and like or like yeah, look look at my my watch that has a fucking oh, a zip wire that I can like shoot out and then swing on my arm. Like no, dude, like that's not that's the fun stuff. And you guys have made it way too realistic. <laughs> like, I don't know. Any more fun. Any more fun. That's why I thought that Army of the Dead was going to be more fun. But, yeah. like, it just wasn't as fun as I it was. I liked it. wasn't as fun as I thought it could be. Or I, I wanted really to be. hate that, that people are taking that style of poster and putting it all over the place. Because if you're going to do those bright, flashy, neon colors, I expect bright, flashy, neon colors in the movie. Especially with it being set in Vegas, I definitely expected that. So let's talk about that. It was brown. That, yeah. movie, that movie was brown as fuck. Vegas with no neon. 
Like you took, even, even even Fallout has a neon in New Vegas. You took the it's sheen iconic. out of Vegas. You took the glitz and the glamour completely out of Vegas. And that sucks. Like, that's a bit upsetting. But at least it doesn't have Dalmatians killing your mother. It doesn't. Like, <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to see what we're going to have to talk about uh, next time. I'd say next week, but who knows? Uh, Foss family might show up in this and uh, uh, take over the entire room. Take over the house. Um... But yeah, that, uh, it, it's it's so weird as things continue to develop, like, you know, normalcy, for better or for worse, is returning. Movie releases yeah. are happening. And so, yeah. like... I can, I can definitely tell you, as somebody who works at a, at a strip mall, it's kind of sad to kind of see, like... It's popping off again. A whole bunch, yeah, like, everything popping off again. Even though it's like, yeah, we're we're getting towards the end. I think we still need to be a little more careful. We definitely about... still be careful. Because then what will happen is everybody's just gonna get sick again and right. lock everything back up. Back in quarantine for another two to three months for. Yeah, I'm just I'm just the, the implications behind um this push for releasing stuff i'm just like all right dude i'll catch it whenever it gets on a on a, on a streaming site but um like a streaming service you release that shit on netflix i'll watch it yeah. but Maybe we can catch up on a bad batch yeah like it's it's kind of like i'll go back and watch old stuff again before being like ah i don't trust any of you <laughs> like i don't know any of you like until until we're we're at a much higher percentage of people being you know taking care of stuff, then I'll, I'm gonna be okay with it. I'm gonna be okay with not going out. Right? It's gonna be okay. I have a very nice home theater set up. Uh, but, but either way, uh, hopefully there's still uh, some more interesting stuff uh, next time. I don't I don't think we're ever gonna top like this year uh, that Cruella clip. I don't think that's ever gonna be top this just that's this year. It's it's so weird. Like I'd rather, I, I don't know. It's not, I guess it's something to keep people talking. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. It's pretty, it's fucking silly. Maybe that's, what all, maybe that's all that they want is people to talk about how silly their movie is. Cause I don't think they're really aiming to make any good movies anymore. <laughs> At least not those live action remakes of old movies. Like, is it, I, is it still like 101 Dalmatians just, through Corella's perspective? I don't know. I don't know if it ever gets to the point where they're trying to get like, you know, Pongo and shit. Like, like, I don't know if any of those characters are in there in that movie. I don't. Cause I, I never saw Maleficent. I don't know if that's just like Maleficent is that Maleficent, Maleficent. You haven't seen it either. I don't know. I'm, I'm familiar with enough to, to know, but I haven't actually sat down and watched the whole thing. I definitely recommend Maleficent. It's it's heavy-handed at a lot of points, but it's one of those things where it is the same movie for the most part, but told from their point of view, right? It's from Maleficent's point of view, and where it's not necessarily um, like you definitely get the sense of that it was an unreliable narrator kind of thing, and it was a history is written by the victor. Kind of like this is right. how 
we were this evil woman this witch came by and put a curse and it's kind of like no all that was like for a reason it was out of it was out of anger out of spite and then yeah it, it makes the, it makes the movie to me like the fact that it, you it actually pulls off the um the reason why people think that she's evil is because like everyone thinks to the good guy in their own story and like the effect of the of your actions aren't really felt and then like if you are the guilty party there's a lot of there tends to be gaslighting if you're already that kind of asshole so like it shows that it kind of shows that side of it and it's really really like and i, I can understand that you, you know I, I i wouldn't hate to maybe see something like that instead of cruella like say wicked why is there not a fucking wicked movie? It's right there. It's it's the trope creator. And right. we're not gonna just put it on film. Like what the fuck? What the fuck? Essentially that's what Maleficent kind of like pulls off. It pulls yes. off the wicked it's, it's plot. Pulling the F above, you know, about face on bad guy who's yeah, I get it. We've done it before. It's not even new. It's a trope. And you haven't even put the actual trope starter on fucking streaming somewhere. I can watch Hamilton and I can't watch Wicked. I, I think it's definitely a um a missed a missed opportunity. Because like we even have Cast nineteen ninety eight. Like I don't even know, like <laughs> like I can watch that instead of the Cast twenty nineteen movie. It's a much better version of Cats. <laughs> it's a better movie version of Cats, yeah. Um, like, I never even saw that to finish but i've seen the commercial for that on my old vhs tape so many times that i basically saw cats that way like that is the definitive cats for me is that fucking 98 stage recording all you need is some lycra and some fur and you're good to go it looked great it didn't have to look any better i don't need photorealistic cats for fucking cats like i don't need photorealistic <laughs> animals lion king i don't no. i it, especially animal faces that can't emote correctly lion king the issue with Lion King is that you put fucking Beyonce in your movie and they never have her actually like sing. Like you have a Beyonce song and never you never have the Beyonce character singing. No. Again, it's it choices were made. That I just mmm. 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 Anyway, I think that's gonna be uh <laughs> it's episode. episode. Choices were made. <laughs> no, I wanted to call it Army of Dalmatians. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Army of the Dead. Uh, but once again, uh, <laughs> um, give us a, a follow on you know YouTube, all the all the, all the social media things. You know, want to see us live on Twitch? It's Saturday. Uh, around between four to five, <laughs> uh, Central Standard Time <laughs> or Central Daylight Time. I don't know, whatever. To be four to between four. We're on now. I don't even know which one we're on anymore or what we're switching to. I don't know. De- abolish daylight savings, period. Get rid of that shit. Please. That's a, Please. It's such a dumb Please. concept. Get rid of it. I don't want to lose an hour of sleep soon. I don't uh, want the sun to go down at 5 p.m. Right. Or like, or like right now, like it's it's going down like at nine ish, and it's kind of like cool. Like I'm asleep before it's fully dark. 
It's uh, abolish time, zo- time zones. No. Um, yeah. Fuck that. Abolish time zones. Just have a universal time, and time is just different in different places. And that's it. Like, what time do you get up for work? Midnight. <laughs> like, all right, sure. No, everyone's gonna get up around eight. Sure. Nah, but uh, we'll be back <laughs> next time, uh, and we'll see what we're, t- we're talking about. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be. It's going to be a fun time. But thanks, everybody. Bye. Like, subscribe, share. Send me some money. Like, don't even do any of those. You just actually, like, send me some money.